0: Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey bands. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast with your host. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast is in your life today, and I hope everyone had a fantastic Labor Day weekend, even though I, along with many others, have been doing nothing but physical labor throughout the past six to eight months. It's always fascinating to me that I could be... Well, not that I could be, but I am in one of those positions where I just work so much and I barely have time to do anything else. And I remember speaking about this with my good friend, Luca Papp, who, by the way, shout out to her. If you haven't checked out her voiceover work, go to LucaPapp.com. That's L-U-C-A-P-A-P-P.com. She's awesome in what she does. She just got signed over to a new talent agency, so congratulations to her. I had a conversation with her about this the other day, and in terms of finding that balance between work and life, and for me, it's one of those things where it's so easy to just say, and it's so easy to just, you know, demonstrate that, not demonstrate it, but to suggest that to someone else, and yet when you look at their lifestyle, or when you try to understand their lifestyle, it's hard. They're always working, they're always doing whatever they have to do, you know, rent has to be paid, and there's this fear, there's this notion that we have where if we just stop, then it's FOMO, fear of missing out, or we're too anxious to look for the next thing, or we're too uh, anxious to just try to keep going, you know what I mean, so... Listen, I'm trying to find that work balance as best I can, and I guarantee there's going to be a few major changes within the next few months. After October, I know things are going to die down, so I'm going to be focusing more on myself and possibly moving to a new location again. Don't know about that for sure, but once I know more, then you'll know more. All right, now let's stop talking about life. (laughs) (laughs) we're actually here to talk about what's going on in the comic news and such and it's more of a hashtag ain't much going on with the exception of the fact that we had another trailer trailer for the marvels i think this is the third or fourth trailer if i'm not mistaken i'm gonna say third i didn't watch it obviously As you know, I don't like to spoil myself after watching just one trailer because I think the studios with their marketing just gives off a little bit more too much. What I did see is the still shot of Captain Marvel flying with Goose on her shoulder. Not going to lie, that is a little cute, but only because I'm a cat person. And uh, we're going to see what happens next, especially with the Marvels going on. But then that brings me to my point here in terms of where do we see this movie going? I know we briefly spoke about this around weeks ago where I have zero hope for the Marvels. I have zero hope for that movie turning about, turning around, especially with the clusterfucks that we've been getting as of late. Hashtag, not hashtag, Ant-Man 3 And, of course, Secret Invasion and Marvel Phase 4 and yada, yada, yada. I could beat up a dead horse to a bloody pulp on this one. But today, I want to go a different route. Today, I want to try to see if maybe there is hope, slight hope. Maybe this is my way of trying to look the other way. Maybe this is just me trying to be a little bit hopeful, a little bit more of a positive type of a person to say that, hey, the Marvels may not do gigantic numbers, but it could be okay. It could be decent. Now I know what you're thinking. or I know what you're hearing. Oh my God, Garcia, are you backpedaling? Like, did something happen? Are are you are you part of the of the revolution, or are you part of the woke? Some blah, 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 blah. no, 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 no. That's not it. It's just. I I thought about this the other day. I've spent a while a long while shitting on these movies because of their mediocrity because of their terrible writing the bad acting terrible horrific cgi <laughs> let me not get started on that one i've spent a while talking about talking about how bad these movies are and for me it's one of those things where i have to find something something within these movies and these shows, for me to just keep going. Now, maybe this is just me trying to justify in terms of why I should even still be watching these things. I mean, I did say that I was done after Secret Invasion, but let's just say I'm trying to have a little bit of a change of heart. I'm trying here, okay? I'm trying to see if maybe this is something that is worthwhile. Whether the whole theme was about Girl power, or the whole theme is about coming together and working as a team, even though we've seen this time and time again. We've seen this many times before. And the fact that Miss Marvel by Kamala Khan, played by Iman Vellani, may be the next big thing out there, at least for Marvel Phase 5 and 6. Of course, thanks to the writer's strike, then the WGA and the SAG strike, we don't know what's going to happen for a while. I mean, hell, we just got news the other day that not only Daredevil has been delayed, but Echo has been delayed. We had, um, something else that I can't remember off the top of my head. I mean, let's face it. First of all, let me just state this. Echo did nothing for me in the Hawkeye show. Echo, I know she's a pivotal character, especially important to Kingpin, but she did absolutely nothing for me. I watched her performance. I watched the character, and I watched the whole show. I felt nothing related to this character, nothing. The only thing that I really, really enjoyed about Hawkeye were the little moments where... Clint Barton was having a hard time understanding and hearing his son through the phone because he's deaf and Yelena and Kate Bishop those are literally the only great things about the show and the fact that the show gave a proper eulogy to Black Widow so the fact that they introduced Echo obviously as a shoehorn in to her show coming up which will be around early to mid 2024 I felt absolutely nothing. But maybe you felt differently. Maybe you felt where you're like, you know what? Echo wasn't that bad. Echo was probably the best part. I don't know. Whatever you thought about it, it's kudos to you. But back to what I was trying to say. I'm trying to find something that just just makes me hope that at least this movie can be enjoyable. Now, I know a few weeks ago, Nia da Costa. The director of this movie came out and said that she's hoping something along the lines of she's hoping for Captain Marvel three for that there will be a third Captain Marvel three. There will be a third movie and she's hoping for it, but it really depends on how this movie does. And we know when it comes to certain movies, whenever they have a sequel, not always, but sometimes when it comes to certain characters, they have to have a trilogy in the MCU that's already been established. Iron Man, Captain America, Thor had four movies, Guardians of the Galaxy has three. The Avengers is getting into their fourth movie with the Kang Dynasty and the Secret Wars. So it has happened before. And let's be honest. I think, in my opinion, if Disney continues to go on to the route of showing female-led superheroes, regardless of what their message is, regardless with their diversity and the representation stuff shoved down your throat and everything else that falls in between the lines, they're going to make the movie. I mean, whether they believe it's for fans for hate-watching, because that is a thing. I mean, hell, Velma on Max, HBO Max, formerly known as HBO Max, but Max, Velma is getting a season 2. And every person that I know... Fucking despises this show. So, there is a market for hate watching particular content. We know that for a fact. So, what's not to say that if for any reason the Marvels bomb, that there won't be a Captain Marvel 3? Will I be pulling for it? No, let me be real here. But at the same time, it's one of those things where it's like, what can I enjoy? From the first trailer of what I've seen, not the recent ones, but from the first trailer of what I've seen, what can I enjoy something along those lines? What am I looking forward to when it comes to this movie? For one thing, I know for a fact that there may be some animosity between Monica Rambeau and Captain Marvel. Because if you remember from the first movie, Monica was a child. And for some odd reason, in the WandaVision TV show, she has some kind of personal vendetta against Captain Marvel. Maybe that'll be explored a little bit more in terms of into this movie. And that is the hook that draws the viewers in, that draws the audience in, in order for us to care about these characters. And of course, you have Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan, who is the voice of reason. Who is the voice of reason that wants to get these two together. Realize that they shouldn't be fighting. That there shouldn't be any animosity. That they should be friends. And they should be a team like the Avengers. And like the people that came before them. And ah, yada yada yada. I feel like I just spoiled the shit out of this movie. Now that I'm just talking about it. (laughs) But that's where we are right now. That's where we are. And it's... Once I'm going to use that word a lot. Fascinating. It's interesting. There you go. It's interesting to me on how easy it is to predict how these movies are going to do. How well. Well, let me let me backtrack. I'm going to backtrack on that one on that sentence. It's interesting to figure out what this movie is going to do or how the story. If there is a story arc here, let's be honest. If there's a story arc that should be portrayed in some type of way. Now for me, I care about the Flurkins, Cats. I'm a cat person. Am I going to the movie for some kind of enjoyment with the cats and the Flurkins just eating people left and right, right in front of Miss Marvel? Yeah, I feel like that's going to be a comedic type of a thing. And I know that there's going to be a lot of intergending power. Maybe there might be something where, you know, maybe I don't know. I'm just thinking about this off the top of my head. That Miss Marvel is probably in a wedding or some kind of celebration, and then she switches powers to Brie to Bree Larson's character, Miss Marvel. Um, yeah, to Captain Marvel, and it's so fascinating that they all have the same name. Because Photon, Monica Rambeau's character, slash Spectrum, whatever the hell her name is, she was also a Captain Marvel at one point in the comics. So, I wonder if she's going to be called Captain Marvel 2 or Miss Marvel, I just don't know. <laughs> oh my god, give me, give me credit, I have to hang on to something. I think that's the main point of me rambling on for so much about this. I have to hang on to something for me to even tolerate this. The movie is coming out in November. So far, there's been no delays. Except for Dune. Dune 2 has been delayed, which means this movie is getting released on IMAX. So it's going to have this big, granular scale in terms of the 4K theater moving experience. But let's not forget here. In order for casual fans, not the hardcores, but casual fans to actually figure out what the hell is going on with the Marvels, you have to do your homework in terms of what happened before then. And as we know, or if you don't know, here's the things that you have to watch before this movie even begins you have to watch Captain Marvel, you have to watch WandaVision, you have to watch Miss Marvel. And you have to watch Secret Invasion. So you have, I'm probably missing something along the lines here, but let's take Secret Invasion out because that just finished. So you have three pieces of content that you have to witness and observe before this movie even begins. Captain Marvel, WandaVision, and Miss Marvel. They've already uh, around last month. I think it was either last month or this past July. I don't remember when, but they've already released Miss Marvel to show up on ABC. The studios knew that Miss Marvel was one of the least watched shows on Disney Plus because a lot of people don't know Miss Marvel. A lot of people can't really relate to Miss Marvel. The audience for Miss Marvel is all teen drama. So again, you don't even know who your audience is in terms of a grander scale. So in order for a show like this to be watched and for you to understand it, and for it to be sort of mainstream, you have to release it on ABC. And as we know, ABC is owned by Disney. What else did they do before then in order for you to understand what's going on with the Marvels? They just released WandaVision on Blu-ray and Ultra 4K and on DVD with special bonus features why so that you could buy it you could watch it and then remind yourself oh yeah this this and this happened oh yeah monica rambeau is this person therefore i'm gonna have a better understanding in terms of who this person is when the marvels come out it's a sort of not really brilliant tactical maneuver in order to do your homework to find out what goes on in the films my question is Or what everyone is wondering is, why are we even doing that? Why do we have to watch four pieces of content when three of them were not really good to begin with? But, of course, from the very beginning, from the very get-go, we're like, oh, wait, no, you don't have to do your homework for this. You don't have to do your homework for that. You can just watch whatever movie or whatever show comes out, and if you don't want to watch it, that's completely up to you. We're still going to continue on and move on to the next. It's interesting, isn't it? I think, and in my opinion, this is where DC has a significant advantage as of this moment. Maybe not as of this moment because Blue Beetle didn't do well. The global box office. But James Gunn and Peter Safran did come out and say that they're the only two that are going to be focusing on the timelines for the DCU going forward. To me, that's a good thing. And I don't care if I'm saying this because I'm a James Gunn dick writer. I don't give a shit. To me, this is a good thing. Because those two... You don't want too many cooks in the kitchen. You don't want too many people to have different multiple ideas. Unless you're a show for the writing rooms, yada yada. You don't want so many ideas to be woven in. And then you can't keep up with the continuity of your own story. This is exactly what was the one of the main problems with the MCU. For the DCU, it's only going to be two people. And they're going to be the ones that are going to focus on what happens next. And what happens within the appropriate timelines. Now, how Blue Beetle, Woven, Woven, how does Blue Beetle, oh my god, I can't even talk. How does Blue Beetle get into this mix? I don't know. They'll find a way. How does Aquaman 2 get into the mix? I don't know. I'm sure they'll find a way. Maybe that's why that was the only deleted scene that we saw from The Flash, because we knew that (laughs) Aquaman 2 still needs to happen, and maybe that gets... Ruffled or shuffled into the timeline For the DCU in some way shape or form I don't know By the way did you actually by Any chance check out the merchandise Where Mira and Aquaman 2 uh, Jason Momoa And Mira <laughs> And as the same actress And Turd. Oh my goodness Oh my goodness I truly feel like Aquaman 2 may not do Well as good as it does Because Amber Heard is still in it. It's going to be interesting to see. If that's going to surpass the 500 million mark. Globally. But we'll talk about that. When the time gets closer. Overall. As I said earlier. I'm just finding something. Something for me to grab onto. For me to even tolerate. And somewhat enjoy. The Marvels. I'm not holding my breath on this. I'm really not. But we'll see what happens next. Right now we are in. We're in the beginning of September. So we still have two months away. And doesn't look like it's going to get delayed. So we'll see. And of course before then. We have Loki season 2 coming out next month. And that should be it for the Marvel stuff. At least for the end of this year. I think, what show is it again that's coming out at the end of this year? There's another one. Oh, yes, Marvel's What If. I think season two of Marvel's What If is going to be happening towards the ending of the year. And that's a show that I somewhat enjoyed, a few of the episodes. That's a show that I I enjoyed. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that, especially the return of Doctor Strange. Because let's face it, Benedict Cumberbatch is freaking awesome. He's freaking awesome. Before I leave, before I end this podcast episode, I do want to say this. It's funny to me that Elizabeth Olsen is coming out and saying that she does not want to be known. She hates it when she's only being known as the Scarlet Witch. That she's trying to break out in having a balance for other roles So that way she could have a great career and she could be known as other things aside from the Scarlet Witch. This also ties into a few for the past few months where she says that she hates it when people call her mommy or mother. (laughs) And she doesn't understand it. She doesn't get it. And the fact that if she could regret, if she could take back anything, that she would not do a multi-contract Or be stuck in a franchise like Marvel because it's very time consuming. And she lost out on so many different roles in her career because of it. So. (laughs) Oh the mother thing actually gets to me. Now look. I understand where Elizabeth Olsen is coming from. I do. I can understand from her perspective that. If she wants to be in future movies and future roles. And step outside the Marvel shadow. Which is extremely mainstream. The brand is ginormous. Especially held by a four. Not even a four. Like a seven or an eight, nine billion dollar industry like Disney. It's hard. It's hard to break away from that. But at the same time. She can only do so much in what she can do for herself. I know she's in a few extra things. I don't know what they are yet. But I actually listed one of the shows. Something with Candy or Love, or Death, Love and Death, or something like that, on Max. I actually added that to my list, so that's something that I'm going to have to watch eventually. But I understand where she's coming from on this one. Because it's hard for an actress, or any actor for that matter, to be featured in something for a very, very long time, and then do something else. Or try to step out of the shadow and then try to do something else. Especially when you're known for playing that main character or a side character for a very long time. Hell, look at Daniel Radcliffe. It took a long time for Daniel Radcliffe to finally find his footing. Actually, no. Rephrase that. It took quickly for Daniel Radcliffe to step out of the shadows of being Harry Potter. And now that Max and Warner is actually rebooting the series... People are not gonna know him much as Harry Potter anymore. But at the same time, because there's gonna be a new actor that's gonna play the character, he's always gonna be known as Harry Potter. That's just who he is. He can't change the past. You know, it I, I remember Paul Heyman. ECW guy from WWE from way back in the day. One of my favorite people to listen to, by the way, on YouTube. If you haven't checked him out, I highly suggest that. He's a brilliant strategist in marketing and business and things like that. So Paul Heyman, go check him out. If you're not a Paul Heyman guy, I don't know what to tell you. He said something along the lines of wrestling is like porn. You can't escape it. So I don't care if an actress would come out of nowhere and be like former porn star, something, something, yada, yada. That's just who she is. No matter what she does in the rest of her life, that's just who she is. Paul Heyman is always going to be the wrestling guy. No matter what he do for the rest of his life, that's him. That's who he is. That's just what he does. And he embraces that. Daniel Radcliffe, to us and to many fans, loyal fans even reading the books. It's always going to be Harry Potter. No matter what he do for the rest of his life, that's just who he is. So he can be in many great movies, he can be in comedy, he can be in horror, he can be in anything. We're always going to know him as Harry Potter. But it's okay because he's still making a living doing what he wants to do, doing what he loves, which is acting. So Elizabeth Olsen, if you're listening to this, don't reject who you're known for you can still do many different movies once you get out of the Marvel funk you can do whatever it is you want but till the end of time you're always going to be known for Scarlet Witch why because Marvel is such a gigantic brand It's instilled into the minds of so many loyal fans that whether they reject the content or they embrace the content, that's just who you are. And it's okay. I understand it's an ick. I understand it irritates you. And I understand that you don't want to be typecasted. And I understand the many opportunities that you lost because of this. You're still making millions and millions and millions of dollars. And there's chances are there's going to be plenty of roles for you to follow. Plenty of roles for you to find. Because the world is your oyster. The world is your oyster, Elizabeth Olsen. Maybe I'm just saying this because I'm a massive Elizabeth Olsen fan and Scarlet Witch. And maybe I am a simp for the character. So don't, don't, don't sue me on this one. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, mommy. I mean, Elizabeth... <laughs> All right, that's all we have for today on this episode on Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your tuning in. Don't forget, once again, to like, subscribe, and share this podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, hit me up, voiceofgarcia.com. Scroll all the way to the bottom to email me whatever you want to talk about, and I will bring it up on the next episode of the podcast. I will be going away on vacation this week, but there will be an episode, maybe a short one, dropped next week on the original timeline for next Monday. And uh, what am I going to talk about? I'm probably going to review Spider-Man Lotus because I actually did watch it. And oh boy, do I have a lot to say about that one. And whatever news that goes on here and there, you know, we'll we'll, we'll see. If I miss anything that I do, apologize. Once again, guys, thank you so much for everything. Thank you you so much for your support. We are nearing episode 200. We got to go big. We got to go grand. We got to go spectacular. I have no idea what I'm going to do yet, but I am excited to find out what happens next. And as always, when it comes to comic book news, games, shows, movies, or whatever the case may be, always remember, if you hear about it, and you read about it, I talk about it, controversial or otherwise, because that's what we do and that's what we do best. Stay safe. Till next time. I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.